0: Hey guys, this is Mr. Social Eats, and thank you for listening to the Quarantine Life Podcast. This podcast was created for you, to help you adapt to all things COVID-19. Since we were unable to meet with our guest speakers, all conversations were recorded via Zoom. The audio and video of this podcast are not at the highest standards, but what I want you to do is challenge yourself to get past that point and listen to the conversation that takes place as I truly believe that it will help you during your time in quarantine. Thank you for tuning in. To all my listeners, welcome to a mini-series segment dedicated to the quarantine life. I'm your host, Mr. Social Eats, and since I'm practicing social distancing, we'll be speaking to Mario Franchella via Zoom. He's a sales tycoon, founder of MJF Solutions, and is a big advocate for unleashing your potential. Mario, how's it going? Good, brother. So proud to be here. So happy for everything that you're doing, man awesome so today we'll be discussing all things covid 19 how it's affected us what we've learned from it and how we're adapting to the changes this is a perfect opportunity for everyone listening to get involved in the conversation network with our guests and at the same time learn Slow down. uh
1: and i think i needed that because it allowed me to refocus it allowed me to eliminate the things that weren't important in my life that i was wasting time on uh, it's been uh quite a few weeks Uh, definitely definitely changed me as a person and and how i focus on business so it's been interesting for sure
0: yeah so i've been telling everyone that's on this so and even just speaking about it everyone that i've actually brought on this podcast and people that i will um they were on here for a reason and that one reason was mainly because i know you guys are going to be able to adapt quicker than most to what's going on right now um just speaking about adapting and stuff um how has COVID 19 affected you? I know you kind of just briefly yeah. mentioned that, but um, business, uh, work life, this, whatever, what's going on? Well,
1: you know, at the beginning, I thought it was great. And I, don't get me wrong, when I say great, I obviously don't mean about what people are going through in the world. I just, like, as the pure selfish from a business standpoint, I thought this was going to be great. Uh, I thought I was going to get so much more work done. I'm going to read twice as many books. My business is totally ready for this online world. You know that like initial excitement and positivity you get when something new is going on, like you're it's like that new car smell. That's how I felt for the first few days. Uh, and then it kind of hit me like a brick. And what I realized really quickly is that excitement wore off. And I didn't realize how much of a test of discipline and endurance and focus this was actually gonna take to pull off. You know, a real popular word amongst so many people right now is pivot. And I think pivot is It's it's just it's now going to be the the word of 2020 is how are you pivoting, and what I realized is you, you don't always have to pivot, you don't always have to adapt. Sometimes you just have to maintain. And I think I tried to pivot too many things that I started to lose sight and vision of what my company was supposed to create. And in the areas where I shouldn't have pivoted, I should have focused on community. And, uh, you know, public relations and and really making sure people knew my my brand was solid. I started figuring out how to do everything online. And I learned really quickly that you can't. Some things are just going to require you to not pivot. And that's okay, too. So maintaining your integrity, maintaining your why, maintaining your your vision for your company is is important. And the areas that you can pivot, pivot. The areas that you can't, you just got to find a way to maintain. So it's been quite the trip. It's uh, it's really test a lot of uh, a lot of my knowledge and my ability to adapt to to the situation for sure.
0: Love what you said about that, and you're so tri- you're so right about pivoting. Um, and that's something that for me, I was like, I need to pivot. How am I going to do this? How am I going to adapt to the situation? But it's good that you mentioned that it's not always the case that you don't always need to pivot because I think yeah. people that are stuck in that situation where they can't pivot are now stressing on the idea that it's not possible for them. And now they're like, what else can I do? Do I drop this business? Do I put it on the back burner? Do I put up a new, side hustle, things like that. Um, with COVID-19, I know it's, it is slowed down a lot of businesses, um, which has given us, and the idea of social distancing and staying at home, it's given us more time. What are you doing right now with your extra time?
1: so what i really learned uh the most i would say from this experience is how much i spent on non-income producing activities to stay busy and how much i spent commuting and sometimes all that free time is a blessing and sometimes it's also a curse uh so for me it was a, it was a curse in the beginning because i didn't i didn't realize sometimes freedom isn't free and it comes at a cost. And sometimes when you're, you have to be self-disciplined and you have to focus on, you know, all this extra time you have, you don't always know how to make it productive. So you actually start getting lazy. You actually start getting, you know, less motivated because you're not forced to go, 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 go. And I had to basically rewire my entire way of doing business just because I'm at home. I changed my morning routine. Uh, I had to completely revamp my calendar and really, really stick to a disciplined schedule. I had I have to be more disciplined now than when I'm at my office or when I'm in my car or when I'm going to visit a client, because those things are like habitual at this point. I just know how to act when I'm in that world. I thought being at home was just going to be great. I could jump on Zooms all day long, close 10 times more business. Uh, but if you don't stick to a disciplined schedule... Uh, it'll actually knock you right off and you're going to start burning out a lot faster than if you're out there driving, moving, uh, speaking with clients. So um, what I've really done that's worked for me is I've I've stuck to a morning routine that puts me in the right state of mind for the day. And I think that's what's really setting uh, the standard in my business life right now. Get a day planner. Uh, I've never been a fan of a day planner, guys. I've never been the type to journal or to write things down. I have my my phone here; it sends alerts when I need it. It kept me on track, but I didn't realize the the importance of actually having a pen and a day planner and writing things down. Because when you write, you know, your important goals or your tasks for the day, or even if you rewrite your schedule out for the day, uh, I use you know Brendan Bouchard's day planner. Not to give him a shout out or anything. It's just it works for me. Uh, the reason I say write it down is to give your brain a break from technology or you're going to become desensitized and unprepared for meetings and important uh, appointments Um, your times and days start blending together so you need that pattern interrupt of writing something down on an actual pen Uh, I don't read any uh, I don't do any audiobooks anymore and I don't do any um, audibles or or iBooks everything is paper whenever I can just to give my brain a break from technology. So that's really been a, a big game changer for me. Uh, give yourself 15, 30 minutes between meetings and shut off, stand up, get some fresh air regroup, refocus for the next meeting. Uh, if you do go back to back with appointments, guys, your brain is going to get overstimulated and you're going to burn out, which actually hurts your clients because they're not getting your best. So make sure you block off time for everything. You know, when you're out and, you know, business was usual before all of this, you're hungry, you stop and eat. You know, you want to go see a client, you know, you have to do that at three o'clock. Things were a little bit simpler. Now, you're in one spot for the entire day. You have to block out time to eat or your schedule is going to fill up and you're going to forget to do all the important things in your life. You're going to neglect everything. Uh, and then at the end of the night, same deal. Grab that planner, revisit the day. How can you get better? What can you do? How can you grow? Uh, revisit your entire calendar. What meetings worked? What didn't? So at least it gives you a chance to, to, to kind of regroup. Uh, and then at night, shut off technology. Give your
0: brain a break. Amazing. Um, it's so, like, I wish we spoke earlier on when this all started because that happened to me as well. I burned, I was burning out, and I thought I was being more efficient because I had my schedule. Like, I'm a, I'm a scheduled guy, so I have, like, everything in my schedule down to brushing my teeth and showering and all that stuff. Yeah. So I, I stick to a very like tight schedule and I noticed that it like, for me, I enjoy being busy. I enjoy seeing a full calendar, right? And I was burning out and I wasn't as, then I was looking back at stuff that I was doing later on in the evening and it's just, I was reading it. And I'm like, did I write this? Did I make this up? Like, how did this come? And I think it was because I was just. I was, taking, I was thinking I was taking advantage of my extra time. I'm like, I'm going to do more. Um, I found that, like I said, I was burning out. I was trying to do too many podcasts in a day where conversations got stale at the end of it. And mentally, I was just tired. Um, I love what you said about the cell phone. So my morning routine too, and this was even before the cell phone thing, Is I usually just take a quick glance when I wake up to see if any important stuff happened. If not, I put it away and then until like 11 o'clock, I'm just doing stuff with paper, pencil and I'm just staying away from technology. I find that now that we have so much more time, people are on their phones more, people are on the computers more and they are being consumed by this. And it's actually making them more mentally tired and drained and less productive. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And like I said, I wish I was able to talk to you about this before because I would have at least saved a week or two of being burnt out. You really gave some takeout, uh, takeaways right now about just being a little more productive at home. I know you are a big advocate, and I said it in the beginning about unleashing your potential. I see it on your social media pages. And just tapping into that 100% beast mode type of individual. Like I said, a lot of people now have so much time at home. And for myself and you, and I guarantee, I guarantee a lot of people listening to this, they've realized that they can either learn something new, sharpen their skills, or just however it is to just make themselves a little bit better. And anyone really listening to this is taking the opportunity to grow. So with that being said, like, what, like, and I wrote this down, because I wanted to ask you this properly was, what are some ways that people can really take off running? Like, is there any tips and tricks that you have that people can, how they can start to change and just, be the best version of themselves?
1: Yeah, I mean that's a it's a it's a loaded question because I think uh starting isn't always the problem. I think excitement can get you started almost anywhere. I I see some amazing people every day that that start. It's consistency. Uh that's where a lot of things lack. It's the ability to continue with something that, you know, when the emotion and the excitement are not there. Uh, I think having a good plan, you know, having a mentor is important, but guys, not everyone's going to have one. And honestly, there's so many people out there that are coaches. Now, you never, you never know who to go to or, or, or where to get that support. The answers are in you. If you want to start a business, you've been dreaming about this for a lot longer than you think. So the answers are in you. If you want to start, it starts with an idea for sure, but you got to take it past that stage and really create, you know, a daily habit of implementing that routine. You know, every day is, is one little step ahead. As long as you grow a little bit every day, you're going to get there. So having patience and consistency is really the only way to get there. A lot of people see, you know, people that are in, in successful now or, or maybe they're great speakers or maybe they have a ton of following and, and influence like you do and they just want that now. You know, they just want that. They don't remember when you had five followers, you know what I mean? And three of them were your friends. They don't remember that. They only see you now. and be like, oh, I just want that now. And I think that's what is the biggest dream killer is that lack of patience. So if you really want to make it, if you really want to start off, if you really want to do something great, the thing that separates the one percenters from everyone else is not a difference in skill set. Man, there's people that are way more talented than me. They just don't work as hard. If you really want to separate yourself, it's a difference in mindset, not a difference in skill set. It's the ones that can maintain when they don't want to. It's the ones that are dead, exhausted, and burnt out and rejection after rejection, and every day they wake up and they go and they push and they push and they push. You know, it's entrepreneurship's not for everyone. It's not designed for everyone, and it shouldn't be, or else we don't have much of an opportunity here. So if you're going to take the leap to do it, don't do it for the wrong reasons. Don't do it because you just want to have control of your time, because Truthfully, you're going to be working twice as hard as when you had a job. So if you're going to do it, make sure you're doing it to make an impact. Make sure this is a decision you, you're making. You're cutting off everything outside of this. And you're putting your entire life and work into it. Because you're going to look at people that are better than you, that are smarter than you, that are more talented than you, that are just better in every way. And it doesn't mean they deserve to win more than you do. So having that belief, having that self-confidence, staying consistent with your plan, following it, not changing what you're going to do every single day, stick with something long enough to see a result in it. And uh, I think anybody can make it who makes that decision to do it. It's all a choice.
0: Of course. Um, I think just to kind of sum that up, and I read it in a quote, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it was basically saying not to compare your day one to someone's day 100 um and i'm glad you mentioned my account and my what i've built like the personal brand i've built um a lot of people see that and they're like hey like i can't do what you do because you have this following and you have this and you have that and people don't understand that i was doing this before i had an account i was doing all this and this is something i built over time so to compare your situation with someone else it's again like i I was saying this before in a previous podcast was you can't like no it's not like we were born at the same day and did the same thing and continued going and someone got ahead we were we're a different everyone is at a different part in their life and once someone once people realize that and understand that you the worst thing you can do is compare yourself to someone else you'll just start to see the changes in your life you'll start to see more success come to you because you're in your own path and you're focusing on things that you want to focus on and not getting really influenced by people. You mentioned mentorship and that was something, and I'm glad you said that not, uh, not everyone had mentors and that mentorship is, it is, it's obviously important, but again, there's not, there's people there that didn't have that opportunity. And I know for myself growing up, I never really had any mentors besides like besides like my older cousins and my parents, I guess, like uh, I never had real mentors that like business mentors because um people um need to understand that there's mentors for different stuff. It's not just you can't like having a one mentor for everything about your life isn't I want to say isn't the right way to go, but you gotta remember that um someone like let's say Mario, Mario would be a mentor in like sales and just and and wealth strategies and helping entrepreneurs, but maybe he's not the best at relationship advice. So you have to understand that having mentors is great. And just leaning on a community, find people that you, that can help you in different parts of your life. Uh, I can, I know for myself, um, I wish I had a mentor growing up because all the stuff I'm doing, doing now, just imagine if someone came to you at 16 years old and was like, Hey, like, this is what I did. I'll guide you. I'll help you. Like, man, 10 years, that 10 years I had from 16 till now would have been the most amazing 10 years of my life. But um, this is why we're here. We're here to really connect with people and help people adapt to this time. Speaking about mentorship, um, Mario do you did you have mentors growing up? Uh, no. Uh,
1: I had manipulation. And what I realized that there's a big difference between mentorship and manipulation. And I think a lot of people um, are following the wrong people uh, just because they sold them a dream. And that's why it's it's so scary and and with our organization, we teach, um, a lot of things on like unselling and unleadership to kind of break the mold of what's happening out there. Now I didn't coin that term. There's books out there with that stuff. Uh, we just created the content that fits us and, and and our clientele. But it's it's scary. I had no mentorship, and I think the job of a mentor is to save time. It's to uh, teach you things that maybe you know you need to know at a certain phase in your business or your life. And sometimes the best mentors, from what I've learned now, it's not always business. It's not always people that that are self-proclaimed mentors or coaches. Sometimes the best mentor is is an individual that has just gone through something that you yourself are going through. They have no title uh, you know they they maybe they don't own, own a business. I read a book once, uh, an autobiography, and this guy was saying his biggest mentor was his garbage man because wow. that guy's been through so much stuff in his life uh, to end up to where he is, and it just started with a conversation saying, you know, what got you into this industry. And it just turned into like a 20 year friendship and mentorship and, and just support. And, you know, that's somebody that most people would just walk by and not even consider or give a second look. So mentorship can be found anywhere. It can be found in a moment. It can be found in a, in a, in a friend, it can be found in just somebody who's, who's accomplished something that you want to accomplish. So don't Google mentorship, you know, keep your eye open for people that are doing something that you want to accomplish and just ask them. True thought is the, the the ones that aren't like, you know, I guess self-proclaimed mentors or coaches probably won't even charge you to help you. You know, don't go to somebody and pay somebody to mentor you unless you really have the funds or that person has an incredible track record to really break a barrier uh, in your life. But I mean, mentorship and, and support is everywhere. We're in an age of information. We need to start learning that we're in the age of application too.
0: That's so like, you know, it's so accurate. And I think like, as like, And I know I recently said, I wish I talked to you the beginning of COVID, but now I wish I had you as a mentor growing up because what you said about manipulation is so true. Um, And I I know everyone can relate to this in a sense where they look up to someone and they want to be more like them, but they don't understand everything that that person is like has been through or not been through, but just kind of there, that person is using them in a sense and just kind of wearing yeah. them out and not actually mentoring you and the cool thing yeah. and i love that thing that you're telling me about the garbage man and it's so true and i tell people this all the time that it's you know you could learn from anyone and it doesn't always have to be about business and i think that's something i stress about huge is like a lot of people um and i've got this a lot with the with this following I have I also have a bunch of haters on there that send me messages and you you can only imagine and a lot of them are like stop giving us business advice blah 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 this 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 and I'm just there I'm like like I'm like one you don't have to take it but like number two is just I'm there to help people I'm there to just guide people to help them prevent them from making the mistakes I did so it's weird because uh, I've seen so many mentorships that have like mentorship programs and they charge people for mentorship and this and that and it's just, is difficult because like you, who do you believe nowadays? Like there's so many people that can create an image online that has nothing to do with your day to day. I had a story that I was talking to a buddy and he said that he had this mentor and he was paying her. It was like essentially like a life coach kind of thing. And he was coaching him and he said, I stopped going to her because I would, I'd follow her on social media and an hour before our life coaching session where she would help me get through whatever she just had a nervous breakdown on social media and she was crying on her instagram and this and that so yeah it was like a weird thing when he told me this i was like i'm like i don't even want to know who this person was but it's just a weird situation so i was like i'm like man the number one like you should not pay for mentorship i'm like most authentic and most genuine mentorship people will come to you and Again, you, you just present yourself to them, let them know that you aspire to be like them, that you admire all the things they've done and you can build relationships like that. Like you said, that like garbage man, like they built a 20 plus year relationship. I know you kind of just touched on this, but if you had to tell your 16 year old self one thing, what would that be?
1: Oh God, I can't even relate.
0: So many things,
1: but. I can't even relate to my 16 year old self anymore. Um, that's uh. You know that's probably one of the most common questions, and I think it's stumped me. Every time I see somebody post that online or if I read that somewhere, I always spend 10 minutes thinking about it, and I'm always like, "What would I say?" And then it hits me how much I love my life today, and how much I'm grateful for the opportunities I have, the, tr- the troubles and the, the sacrifices and the, the obstacles I've overcome the friendships, the relationships, the business partners, the failures, I love all of it. My biggest fear is I say one wrong thing to my 16-year-old self and any part of my life is different today. And I think if I saw my 16-year-old self, my answer would be I'd walk right past myself and not say a thing.
0: Wow. Wow. That's a great way. And I think that just comes down to everything you've experienced, just which totally says that you are one happy with how things are going right now and that you understood that everything that's happened in the past has made you who you are today so that is crazy that is a great answer i actually have never heard that before but i appreciate that answer i know one thing that you were top of mind for and i thought of this when i was talking to you and i just asked you about like what stuff do you want to chat about something I also i also thought of and i'm like and i remember when i first met you the same thing i was so like pulled into you and I just wanted to listen and it's your, just your ability to connect and to network. And one, it's because you're just a great speaker. People want to dig in and just listen to what you have to say. So, right now and applying this to this COVID-19 because I want the benefit out of this is I want people, the listeners to really get some takeaways that they can apply to their lives right now. So, like I said, you're the top of mind for ability to connect and networking and people right now are stuck at home where they cannot actually go to networking events and meet people. So what is some advice you can give them where they can do this stuff from their house and how should they approach that?
1: Yeah. Like don't shut off um it's the easy thing to do right now is to shut off the easy thing to do right now is just take a break and I get that believe me I'm tired too we're we're all burnt out but having the ability to reach out right now with a give mentality is so important and I wish more people were doing that every day for at least an hour a day I reach out to people I've never spoken to uh, friends on my, my Facebook and, and followers on my Instagram that I've never connected with. And I'm just shooting them a message saying now is probably the best time for us to really get to know each other. We've been following each other for a while. Let's jump on a zoom and chat because I don't know if we're ever going to have an opportunity like this where we're all in a place of connecting. And I've been doing that for an hour every day, just connecting with different people, getting to know them. And all I'm doing is listening. One of my favorite quotes, um, was from author Brene Brown. She's probably the leading speaker on leadership. And she says in one of her books, she says, uh, learn to listen with the same intensity that you want to be heard. And so I'm in a place right now where it's all about listening and giving. So I'm, I think you should just find a way that your business or your skill set, or if you can mentor someone, or if you can give somebody an answer to somebody, now's not the time to hold back. Now's not the time uh, to keep your secrets. Now's the time to give because when this is all over and business gets back to business as normal as as best it can, you're going to be remembered. You're going to make an impact in this moment when everyone else is trying to take, when everyone else is grabbing for that last roll of toilet paper, you want to be remembered as the person that's handing it out. And that's what I want to be known for during this, this outbreak during this, because this is my last six months, another year, two years. But I've made the decision to be more on the giving side than I ever was on the taking side. So find a way for your business, your service, your skill set, your life experience to just give. And I promise you, all of that will add up. It will compound and it'll all come back to you in the end. Revisit that chicken list of the people that you've been wanting to call forever and just too afraid of what they think. Listen, guys, if the call's going bad, end the call and say you had a bad connection. This is the best time to connect with people in the world. If you screw up something, hang up and just say, hey, I'm going to call you back in a little bit, having an internet connection. You can just regroup on the spot. You can't do that in real life. So take advantage of what we have.
0: Wow. That is that besides everything you said, that last tip, actually it's, uh, it's funny, but it actually makes sense. And I can only imagine right now, people are still at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's networking, but it's, people are still nervous about it. And situations like that is a good opt out just to collect yourself. So yeah. I appreciate that. That was a really good, I'm just thinking about that. I'm like, that is smart. Um, what I've been pushing to everyone right now, these are two the clients I work with. These are two just friends and colleagues and people that are building brands and businesses online is I said, connect with your audience. And like, like, and just like how you said about networking and building that relationships and just, meeting new people is connect with your one existing following and just get to know them better. Shoot them messages. Thank them for always supporting you. Um, Hop on Instagram lives. Haven't you noticed how many people are doing Instagram lives now? It's because they're building relationships with their audience. The cool thing about you is that you've been doing this before this whole COVID-19. You've been building these relationships. And I see the amount of zoom calls. I know, I know you're not new to zoom and like I was telling you, I was having difficulty sending you an invite because I'm new to Zoom but I know you're like that's you've been on Zoom I think that I think you were the one that introduced me to Zoom we <laughs> I think I downloaded because our first interaction. That's um awesome. yeah, just to all the listeners it's right now is a perfect time to one just give back add value into people's lives. People as much as sales drives business right now it's a time where you want to build relationships you want to build that connection and stick top of mind because as soon as this is done the first person they're going to remember is you so um and that's something that again like i said mario your your ability to connect with people and just add value into people's lives is huge so they can take a lot of takeaways from that in terms of i know and I, this wouldn't be a proper podcast unless we talked about some sort of sales. And again, just trying to apply it a little bit to how, what people are going to now, you had mentioned something to me about an unselling approach and I read that and I'm like, I couldn't even, normally I can think of an idea right away, but I, what is how, and how does someone do that? So
1: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big, like I'm an introverted individual, right? So I'm where that skill comes in handy is I'm very observant to things around me. I'm paying attention to, you know, my industry, doesn't matter what industry you're in. You can't be so focused on just your services that you're so blinded to what everyone else is doing. Nowadays, standing outside the box is a lot easier than people think because everyone's following the same big names that are out there. You know, they're following the Gary V's, they're following the the, the Tony Rob's, they're following all these people that are sharing the same information to the masses. Everyone's thinking they're going to be successful. So they're just following that same pattern. Nowadays, just breaking the mold and, and doing things differently is really going to help you stand out. So the concept behind unselling, and again, not my term, if anyone wants to copyright me, but the concept behind unselling is bringing that human interaction back to sales and business not making things so cold, not rushing the process. Whenever I'm training my guys and we have, you know, sales is a big part of what we do. It's we always follow the rule of reciprocity, which is give, 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 till it's so uncomfortable for the other person to keep receiving that they feel that they should be giving back now. And it's only then and only then do we ask for a sale. But it's all about how can we contribute to your life? How can we make this experience customized to you? How can I ask you a question and then sit here in dead silence and just listen? And I think those are the concepts that are missing nowadays. Everyone wants to be heard. And if you just take yourself out of that and realize that the most important person to your client is your client. And if you take away yourself and your cookie cutter solutions and you take away your personality and you just ask a question and listen, All the answers you need to close a sale are in the words. If you just listen closely, the problem is for most people, we listen uh, with the intention to speak. We don't hear the words. We're listening about, Oh, he's saying this. I can't wait to say this. Just shut up and listen. Even if you go blank for two seconds after they talk, just listen. And we're taking that approach and that rule of reciprocity has increased our bottom line and our sales tenfold because it's just give 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 and then they're like okay listen now what can we do for you and say well you know now that you mention it we noticed that there are a few areas in your business that could really really use a boost would you be open to a, you know a second conversation where we can dig a little deeper into that and see if any of our solutions you know solve any of your problems and then it's a lot easier cuz they're like yeah you've given me so much i'd love to hear you out and i think that's really saved us so unselling is just being human again It's just listening. It's just actually genuinely caring about the person you're with. I've been in business 20 years. I still have clients from 20 years ago. I never burn those bridges. I never cut off my clients unless they stop, um, you know, unless they stop growing, unless I know I can't service them anymore. It's, It's connecting and making genuine relationships. A lot of us network, very few of us connect. And I think making that human connection is really important. And it's really lacking with online being like the main source of sales nowadays
0: <laughs> and so true and now this is that moment where I was listening so much that I stopped forgot my train of thought but good, um, that's a good I, I love the you saying a lot of us network and but not many of us connect and that is so true I think even LinkedIn so I'm actually like I've had LinkedIn for a while, but I'm active on LinkedIn now. And I know that's a platform that you use quite often. And I see so many people send messages and just network and, or not even network, sell, try to sell something. Or it's funny because they try to network, but it still comes off as a sales pitch and it still comes off as that thing where it's like, Hey, um, I'd love to know more about you. And I'd love to tell you about what I do when genuinely like the thing you should just be like how are you doing now how can like how like what is what's what's happening in your business that i can help you with and just like you said add that value just add that value until they're uncomfortable and i think that's so true with um the people that i work with too and i like there, I've had people that have reached out to me about just uh, potential business opportunities and things like that. And at the moment I was like, "Yo, know, like I'm not really interested or I, I have things to do or I don't have the budgets. And right. there's some people that have added so much value into my life where it came to a point where I was like, Hey, how can I help you? Like what can I do now to make you money or what can I do to just make your life better? Like, please let me know because I appreciate all that. And that is I guess that's what the unselling approach is. And it just, it's so like hearing it now, it's like, Oh, it's so obvious. Like, why wouldn't anyone do that? But I think people forget that it's to be as uh, successful in sales as like you are. And uh, people out there is you need to one, connect with your audience and just add value into their lives. And that's why I'm such a huge advocate for social media. I built a, so I built a food brand online where I just add value and I've switched it to not just putting out food anymore. I don't know if you looked at my social, but I of talk a lot about business. I talk a lot about tips and social media. I talk about now we've switched up our content about COVID-19 and just ways to just stay calm and especially this podcast, for instance. So i know that this right now is all all this stuff and it's not i'm not doing this for the purpose of adding value so that later on i can get that sale or get that business but this is just building my brand i'm just overall helping adding value to people's lives and i stick top of mind so once everything goes back to normal and restaurants are up and running and people are excited to go out to eat at restaurants the first place they're gonna look at is my page to see what i recently promoted and wow. It just works hand in hand. So that's that unselling approach. I feel like I've been doing it unknowingly and it's just good to really understand that. The
1: good ones always are. And the thing is, you know, when you actually break everything down, the people that are successful follow the same patterns and habits. But all the successful people do it. And we follow one simple pattern. It's give publicly, sell privately. And that means online, it's always give value. If I'm going to market anything online, it's always for free whether it's coaching whether it's financial advice whether whatever it is always for free when we talk privately if there's something i can do beyond that that's a decision they're going to make i don't make that decision for them i just provide enough value that they you know they look at it as hey i want to take it beyond just the information but so i always 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 give away for free publicly and always sell privately i don't pitch anything in my entire life on social media for a cost
0: mhm yeah i've never seen a price Never. page. And Never. that's amazing. And I think, yeah, for sure. And again, you're just summing up a lot of the stuff that I'm doing and I'm like, wow, I finally have like a title to put. Yeah. This. It's good to know. Would you say that the unselling approach is the secret to making sales or is there something else that someone can pick up?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'll tell you, I don't think there's a key to success and I don't think there's a secret to sales. I really don't. Um, I think, what people don't realize uh, about sales is, or anything is that it comes down to experience. And I've been selling for 20 plus years. So I have not always taken this approach. I've done door knocking, I've done cold calling, I've done every aspect of sales. I've done pushy sales, I've done too laid back sales, I've done educational sales. Eventually, when you do things enough and in, in a short enough period of time, your brain will naturally adapt to what's working and what's not working. The reason why people fail at sales is they don't do it enough and they, they, there's too much of a lag in between clients. So I always use this example. If I had to learn how to fly a plane and my partner or yourself had to learn how to fly a plane as well, I was given 10 lessons in 10 days and you were given 10 lessons over 10 months, the same education, the exact same amount of learning. Only one of us is going to be the better pilot and it's me. Because I've done it 10 days straight. I put myself out there. I never had a chance for the fear to creep in. Because every time that I would land, next day I'm right back in the air. For you, you have 28, 30 days to let that fear build up again. So it's why people are not good at things that they do, because they don't do it enough. If you wanna be great at networking, make 50 calls a day and network with people. If you wanna be great at sales, try to sell as much as you can every single day. Or build connections with people every single day. Don't make one sale and feel excited, and then wait two months to do it again. Because unselling is just an approach that becomes natural when you become good at what you do. So you don't have, you can't learn how to get here. You have to work to get here. I can't teach you how to unsell because you have to learn all the crappy ways of doing it. You need a comparison, and I think people, you know, every time I talk to someone like, yeah, yeah, I have a new client, and okay, when was your last client? Oh, three months ago. How are you gonna ever be good? If you have one client every three months, you have to have two, three clients a day. You have to be to the point that you're so booked because you're putting yourself out there and getting rejected. Go for no, stop chasing the yeses today. Honestly, don't shut off your computer or your zoom until you get 10 people to jump on a zoom with you. I don't care if it's midnight. I don't care if it's one in the morning, start messaging people in Vancouver. So you have more time, (laughs) but whatever the case is, don't get off the computer today until you share what your business does with 10 people on zoom and you do that every day and by friday if you started on monday your pitch will be different it's like broken telephone but positive your your pitch is going to be different your approach is going to be different you're going to tighten everything up you're going to know what works what doesn't work in five days more than you would have learned in your entire career in business by just doing an appointment here and there when someone says yes
0: Amazing. I think consistency is what it is. And I know you mentioned that before I saw this quote that Will Smith had said where, um, someone, when someone asks, and I, again, I'm, I'm so bad with quotes, but I'm just going to summarize it where he basically said some, uh, something on the terms of, uh, when someone asks you to build a wall, you don't just put the wall up, you put brick by brick until you have a wall. And In a previous podcast, we were talking about just learning something new. And imagine, like, let's just say that uh, COVID-19 goes for the rest of um, this quarter. So we have about, let's say, give or take about 80, 90 days um, to learn something. So imagine learning, whatever it is you choose, let's just say it is learning a new language, just to make it just random. Sure. Imagine spending 30 minutes every single day for the next 90 days applying yourself to learn a new language relating it to more of what we're talking about too is imagine spending 90 days to network with people the so day one you're going to be crap and who was good starting on their first day of anything no one and right like and this just comes down to just building whatever it is that you wanted to in the past is start today and in 90 days if you do it every single day for 90 days and again you don't have to spend five six seven hours if you can dedicate 30 minutes a day minimum at least 30 minutes to do something to either sharpening your knife and when i say that i mean building on the skills you already have or just learning something new for the next 90 days just imagine how Strong, you'll come out of COVID 19, how much of a winner you'll become at the end of this. Um, A lot of people say to me, too, it's like, oh, you're so lucky you get to eat all this food and you get to do this and this and that. And like, I get that all the time. And besides like the negatives of like my health and this and that, like, it's people don't understand that, like, yo, I didn't decide one day to start an account and just do this. It was over time where we were creating stuff where I enjoyed going out to eat. I enjoyed taking pictures. I'm like, let's do two things I enjoy. And slowly but surely it built it to what it is. And I think, like I said, going back to that whole comparing each other's lives, it's it's that. And people get so discouraged because they think like, oh, I can't be like this guy, so I'll never be there. But that guy, every day you put in work, or that girlfriend, whatever it is, they put in work every single day until they got to where they were. So I think the potential, and this is going back to what you always talk about, is everyone has that potential. It's just whether, are you giving your 100% every single day? Are you putting in that work? Can you look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that I gave 100% today? I absolutely love that this where this conversation is going to, and I think that a lot of people can really learn from what you just said.
1: I'm glad you got that, man. And and the truth is, like even just from what you said, is 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 dead accurate. There's a million people that post food pictures on Instagram. You have a following because you stayed consistent with it before there was growth. And I think what people don't understand is I think there's a lot of myths misinformation out there as far as what it takes to be successful or what it takes to get to a certain level. I mean, we're told every day focus on your goals. And I'll tell you that's not always the best advice. I think the key to that is having a goal, figuring out, you know, what to do to achieve that goal, but then you got to forget about the goal. Because what happens is we get so fixated on the end result and the goal and success and having that car and having that lifestyle and having that whatever you want in your life that the work actually becomes an obstacle between where you are and where you want to get to. So you don't enjoy the process. And if you don't enjoy the process, you actually never get to the end result, which is why so many people fail. So sometimes you have to have the goal. You have to reverse engineer the goal to figure out what you have to do. And then you have to forget about the goal. And then it becomes a daily activity. And then one day you're just going to wake up and like Will Smith says, you're going to have a wall or you're going to have your goal. And I think we get fixated on that because if you hate the the process, if you hate the work, the goal doesn't matter. You're not going to reach it. I love what I do every day. The goal become the goal has become so irrelevant. So many years ago, I just love what I get to do every day now because I'm getting better at what I do. And when you're good at what you do, you find so much joy in it.
0: I think what you get ad- you get addicted to that growth that's what i love i love growing i love knowing that i became and you said it too is just be better than you were yesterday kind of thing that's it man um, gary v said, i'm a huge gary v advocate yeah so yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. Is, i'm going to reference gary v a little bit um he his one of his biggest goals in his career is to buy the jets yeah, and I love it. and uh his thing is and someone had asked him in a podcast and they were like are you going to be happy once you buy the jets? And he's like, man, once I get the jets, I'm going to be I'm going to want something else. What makes me happy is getting there. That progress every day that I'm working towards it. Like I'm not going to get the jets tomorrow. It's a 10, 15 year plan. But what makes me happy is knowing that I'm working towards my goal. So anyone listening to this and again, I don't, ones don't compare yourselves to Mario or myself, compare yourself to you, compare yourself to what, like, compare yourself to who you are now and who you can be unlock your potential let people um le- and and this is just kind of summarizing this couple of things that we said is unlock your potential and just build a community build a brand this is a perfect time we have to- with like when a yeah. I- perfect time is because we have time we have the whole world or a majority of the world has stopped doing things so you have this pause so take advantage of the situation is really where I'm trying to just get that message into people's head is like we have that time and just take advantage of everything that has been given to us there's so many blessings because of COVID-19
1: such a small window man and people are going to miss it and this window may not ever come again because wh- business might be different forever after this and you don't want to when business starts up again you know You don't want to be at flat footed. You don't want to be at the start line. You want to be already, you know, a mile ahead and people are wasting their time. And you know, they're, listen, all these books behind me are great, but it's not what makes you. It's, it's, it's gotta be about application. Sometimes having too much information with no application uh, is what causes like paralysis because you're like, "I, I don't know where to start. There's so much I can do. Shut all that stuff out be old school, grab a day planner and just write out what you want to accomplish today. And then just don't stop till you accomplish that today. And then every day you just do that. And then one day it just falls into place. So you nailed it, man. Everything you're saying is dead
0: accurate. Thank you. I have a question. This was something. So, have you read every single book behind you? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I was like, no. oh, no way. I'm like, that's it. I, I have a collection too, but not as big is that so I'm just like wow like if you read all that that is amazing and I'm like where did you start
1: no nobody's read all their books I'll tell you right now man there's two different addictions there's buying books and reading books and they're not the same addiction I know Uh, so no I've read a majority I've read a lot but there's probably in this shelf maybe 30 I haven't read yet
0: Okay, perfect. I was just curious because I see I yeah. was like, wow, how many levels does that go? Like I have literally goes all up. the way up. Oh, no, hey, that's amazing. And all the way down. Yeah, there's a lot. There's about three, four
1: 500 books. I don't know how many are there last time I counted, but uh, there's there's a lot that I haven't read. I'm
0: still going through them. I'm starting a couple today. So well, at least be- you, it will keep you occupied during right. times, right? So right. even for me, I noticed when and I you mentioned this at the beginning of our talk was just kind of getting off your getting off digital stuff and just start writing stuff down. So I noticed too, I'm a big blog guy. I like to consume blogs. I like to consume videos and just information through audio and all that stuff. And I decided, I'm like, instead of me listening to that hour podcast I listen to, I'm going to cut it down to 30 minutes and I'm going to actually read a book for 30 minutes and I'm going to do stuff that just like mentally challenge me to be, stronger in my mind and i think like right yeah. now it's, i've i crushed you so with me like i don't i buy books you said uh, you said it great is there's two problems is buying books and reading books and i buy tons of books and i'm like i'm gonna start reading and as soon as i get them i maybe snap a picture let people know and then the next <laughs> I, made, I probably read one book and that's yeah. it. and that's and i think that's just the social media in me to hype it up but It's so true. Like I have an addiction to buying books and I don't read them. And now that I have this time, I'm applying myself to read more and I'm just learning more. Um, We were talking about just how you said business is not going to be the same. Yeah. Moving forward. So what have you learned? And moving forward, how are you going to change the way you do things? So a couple of
1: things. So what I've learned is that you can be prepared as much as you want but unless your clients are prepared, you're not making any sales. So we've pivoted and we're doing things differently. And people that have pivoted or people that have online business are are really struggling right now. And it makes you think, what is it that, you know, about everything that's happening, that's making you struggle. It's because they're so self-focused. They don't realize that the rest of the world is also changing and they're trying to pivot and money's tighter and things are different. So when all of this happened, we went hard on our financial wealth strategy division because we knew that money was going to be the biggest concern. So as an entrepreneur, your job is to solve a problem. So it doesn't matter what your business is right now you're solving a problem because you're speaking to people that might have answers that people are looking for. So you're solving a huge problem that's out there. You're, you're providing valued information for us. We knew money was going to be an issue. So we wanted to really hit hard on that. But what, I I would have done differently or or what I have to prepare for is the people on my team that are not so technologically sound because they are having a hard time with this, setting up their Zooms and closing their clients over Zoom and sharing their screens and knowing how to set everything up. So we're definitely going to be hitting a lot more training on that. And we're also going to be providing a lot more uh, education to our clients to get them prepared for when things like this happen. Luckily, we we take an education approach already as it is, but we've really got to hit teaching and doesn't matter if you're in marketing, doesn't matter what type of industry you're in educating your client An educated client is a, is a loyal client because they now know what's out there. They know what to do. They know how to prepare and it shows that you care. So, um, definitely we're going to hit harder on the education. We're definitely going to get my guys, uh, that are a little bit, you know, maybe older, not so technologically sound really, really, really focused on how to learn. And prepare for the next wave of, uh, of generational clients, next wave of technology, because I'm telling you, if things don't go back, I can't live with myself knowing that these guys are going to fail. So I have to really, education is, I think, the key right now. Reach out to your clients and start teaching them some stuff
0: so that this happens again, they can still work with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm I always going to refer this to myself too, is i was restaurants for instance right now they are suffering obviously they're they a sure. lot of their sales and something that i came to them was more of that educational approach instead of me saying let's keep posting on social media and doing these marketing and digital stuff i'm like let's figure out how to help you guys at this time and so mm-hmm. we had come up with i, I run a loyalty program on uh, this app called fansaves it's basically like a group on um, it's like a couponing app, uh, digital app. I run that. We actually, I, I spoke to them and they had approached me with a new, uh, Solution for restaurants where they sell gift cards. Down they have a we have a gift certificate program we run there. So restaurants now can reach out to their audience and be like, hey, let's support support local. We need your help at this time. Let's buy some gift cards for future reuse. So just kind of helping out restaurants in that sense, where it's just being more educational and just being there to listen to them and listen to their worries and um, so all that. So it's just being it's been exciting times and. Um, and even with um, the problem right now is people are at home. Number one, people are bored and people are hungry. Like, I don't know about you, but I've been eating much more than because I'm home or the first two weeks I was until I realized that I'm like, I need to stop eating when I'm bored. Yeah, it's true. So the restaurants, I told them, I was like, what can you do to answer those problems that people are bored and that people are hungry? Like that's your industry. And I was like, come up with some like do-it-yourself kits, come up with ways that they can enjoy, like push your catering now, make it more exciting that families are home, enjoy a nice meal at home, things like that. So I had one client that did a do-it-yourself pizza kit and he he's killing oh, it. That. Yeah, he, I, I did a video too. So he's killing that and just really understanding the problems and answering it. Um, I know entrepreneurs right now are struggling, the self-employed um, entrepreneurs as well, because right now a lot of our businesses are based on, like the clients, based on the communities, right? So um, just, I know, and I know you specialize in some, in this too, because I remember I had sat down with you once upon a time about just building advantages of building my agency, building who I am. Um, what are some advantages uh, for entrepreneurs that you could really kind of just maybe just give them some reassurance or just give them some tips of what they could do right now in these times. You know, it doesn't matter,
1: you know, take COVID out of it. Take us at home out of the situation. There's going to be peaks and valleys and, and obstacles your entire career if you choose to stay an entrepreneur. And I think that learning how to adapt is, is, is really crucial right now. And adapting and pivoting are different. Pivoting is changing. It's, it's switching the way you do things. Adapting is knowing what's going on and how to reconnect with your clientele. So there's, it's such a tough question because everybody's business is going to be different. Everybody's approach is going to be different. So you got to look at this as an advantage to really strengthen the bond between you and your clients. That's really all you can do. Referral partners right now are absolutely huge. Um, introducing your clientele to even other people. I know that might sound counteractive, like, oh, well, I don't want to give my clients away. I've worked with three or four people now over the last month where I've introduced some of my clients to them because they can provide a service or solve a problem that my clients are having. Now, sure. I got a referral fee. That's great. It put a little bit of money in my pocket. It's not what I do it for, but you know, he was generous enough to do that. So that's one way to obviously bring an, an extra stream of income in but it also shows your clients that you care. So that is a huge, huge value add. So if you had a a solution to a problem that my clients are having, I'd be a terrible, you know, business owner if I wouldn't do everything I could to solve that problem. So what I've done is do reach out to your clients, find out what their main problems are, find out what struggling struggles they're having right now, and then find someone that can help solve that problem. It shows value on your end, it builds your loyalty up like you'll never imagine, and also builds your ability to refer and connect with other entrepreneurs because when you're in a pinch like this, you can't do everything. You can't solve all your clients' problems. Your clients came to you for whatever reason and you may not be able to service them the same way. So just even doing that is huge and it shows obviously confidence on your end that your client's not gonna leave. They've just found a source to solve a problem and I think that's huge. Um, send letters to your clients, like written, handwritten letters, uh, because everything is technology right now. So you'll have a that's a great pool to stand out. Uh, if you know any of your clients that right now, you know uh, anything, whatever. If you know any of their likes or dislikes, send them like a, a picture from a, a magazine or print out something from online or just send them a written letter. Just let them know you appreciate them, hope their families well, let them know that your business is still solid and things are growing. There, there's always little advantages and things you can do. But what's worked for me is definitely connecting on a personal level and a human level with my clients, finding out what they're going through, asking about their family, what struggles they're having, and then making the right connection for them to help them weather this storm as well. Because they're going to be there after this storm is done, and they're going to be so dead loyal to you because you took the time to help them with something that you don't do during this time.
0: Yeah, perfect. Um... Every time you say something, I'm like, should I add something or should I let people just resonate with what you were saying? And I just want to, I love um, relating it back to my life. It just, um, entrepreneurs in general right now, and I love how you just say connecting people and uh, entrepreneurs are just scared to share their Clients, because one they're like my clients don't have a budget and if they spend it on the other person they're not going to spend it on me but you have to think about how you said is what's best for the client like if you believe if you also think that this serve like this other person's service is more beneficial for the client than mine right now you need to understand like that's best for the client and they will respect you more and they'll, they'll and again just building that loyalty right so I have clients that I've worked with and this is something that I've actually got from you recently. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't firing a client. It was just kind of saying, and it was, how you worded it was just amazing. And I actually screenshotted it. And I used that. I hope uh-huh. that client is not listening because like this is a situation <laughs> now, but um, I basically had said like, I'm like, Hey, like, I think I've brought you to as far as I can. Yeah. And I know other agencies that are able to, Manage your needs and basically help you get to that next level. But and they respected that and they were just kind of like, thank you so much. And they actually referred me to their neighbors, like their neighbor yeah. businesses, because they were like, hey, like this guy helped us get to this point, and now we are working with a bigger agency or whatever it is. Um, so when you said that, I was like, boom, screenshot. I'm like, let me use that because that's a, just a way to um, be, build loyalties, right? So know your limits like
1: that's huge, man, you nailed it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like not every business also has to cost your client money. Like, for instance, anytime I get a referral to go and speak to someone's client, number one, I take that very seriously, because I never want to jeopardize your relationship with your client. And but on the wealth side, our job is to try to help them cut costs and save money. So they actually have money for your services. So be strategic in who you put your clients in front of as well. Like, it shows a lot of loyalty when you message your client say, hey, I know everyone's struggling right now. I know everyone, you know, you know, work might be affecting you. Uh, here at whatever ABC company, we care about you. We want to make sure that, you know, we're doing the best we can to help you. I've made some very strategic connections. I'd love to introduce you to, to help you weather this storm. Uh, let me know what the best way for them to contact you is. And then I'll contact them or you contact them to say, hey, my name is Mario. I was introduced to you by Mr. Social Eats blah, blah, blah. I'd love to have a, an opportunity to speak with you. There might be some ways I can really give you some strategies to help you guys during this tough time. Uh, uh, and then that's it. Then you just build up the person that referred you and then you see what you can do to provide some service for them. It just shows that you care. Yeah. Their client is going to come back. Trust me. You don't, it's not like you send them to your competition. You send them to somebody who does what you don't
0: do anyway. Exactly. And I, and, and, oh, and I, I yeah. yeah. And I, so I, with the hospitality industry, there's so many different things that uh, businesses that are involved in that. And like, for instance, I do the restaurant marketing side, but then there's people that do supply and that people that do um, design and things like that. So I've actually built a community of people that base their business off the restaurant um, or off the hospitality industry. And we've shared so many clients and it's so crazy. There was one person that, Um, again, I'm not going to say names and stuff like that, but they had initially had reached out to them. I'm saying, Hey, we deal with the same audience. Let's work together because you offer a different service. I do something different. And they were not okay with it. They're like, no, it's okay. We're good. Like our client doesn't need that. And I'm like, what client doesn't need marketing? I'm like, you guys are in supply. I'm like, there's definitely clients out there. Anyways, after back and forth, we built a relationship and they've probably made like talking about extra income like that income almost trumped my main income where they were just non-stop referral 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 and again same thing with me i have a network of like 250 plus restaurants that i have actually one visited and met and spoke to owners and things like that so same thing with me and they were getting sales so i think working with other businesses will even help you get through these times and figure out what's wrong with your clients figure out what they need and if you know someone in your network that can do that can provide that service to help them it yeah. will benefit you because you said like referral fees and, and that's not the main reason you're doing it like you said but it will benefit you with referral fees it'll build your loyalty and then it will build your loyalty to all parties really so i absolutely love what you said for that um, cool. some final thoughts, and this is just yeah. to really, um, sum it up, make the situation a little lighter and just kind of, um, get to know where your head was and uh, people always stress on the whole, what ifs and what if I did this or whatever it is. So if you knew, um, like coronavirus was coming, how would you have prepared for it? Or what would you have done to offset some of the challenges you're now facing?
1: I would have probably spent more time with friends and family and not been so business focused. Cause it's amazing what you you miss when you don't have. And uh, so on a personal note, it would have definitely been you know my mom would call me or brothers sisters would call me and I'm like yeah I'm working today. I always thought I'd have more time. I always thought you know I can see them next week and then this hit and now I can't see them even if I wanted to. So that's uh, that would be a big one for me. It's just if I had to relate that to businesses, is, is don't put off things for you know what you can do today for tomorrow. Because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. You never know what's going to happen in your life, your schedule. You never know what's going to happen in this world. So, make time for yourself. Don't make it always about business. I'm telling you, man, it's it's great, but there's like, what's the point of being an entrepreneur or creating a life that you never get to enjoy? So, bring the personal back to business. Make it about you. Be selfish with your needs. Say no, man. If you can learn anything out of this disaster that's happening in the world is learn how to say no there's so much power in that you're not going to lose anything set up 20 zooms in a day and then say no to eight of them and you still have a whole bunch of zooms to go the only time no scares people is when they don't think that they can do it again or they're not going to get another client so learn to say no free up time for yourself i don't know i don't have any business advice man i think our businesses are good. There's a lot of information about our businesses out there. You can pick up a book, you can YouTube, you can Google, you can check out a podcast. You can do anything to get business information and pay attention to your life because you only get that once. And a lot of our lives are customized. Our friends, our family, people you haven't reached to out in a while, keep hitting, you know, decline on your mom's phone call. You never know when that phone call is going to stop. So take some time out of your business instead of always, you know, we're, we're told to sacrifice our life for our business. You know what? Sacrifice your business for your life a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think it'll,
1: it'll, it'll come out. It'll it'll pay off in the end.
0: With um and it's so crazy especially like individuals like ourselves we're on we're always go 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 and you're always thinking I'm all, especially for me at least I can speak I'm always thinking of the next big idea and I'm always thinking about how to better my business and this and this and this and I've neglected things that really matter was like um my health fitness um uh, building relationships with my family with my girlfriend with even yeah. with my dog like I noticed like we, we just got a dog in October and you know the first couple months puppy phase all yeah. hanging out with the dog and then it came to a point where I was like leave me alone like I need to do this and this and like because of COVID-19, because of all this stuff that's happening, I've been able to spend more time with my family. I think my sister and I have gotten tighter. We actually play video games together once a day, like for just 20 minutes and just building those relationships. And I love what you said about just um, talking to friends, family, your mom. Um, I think because our lives are so go 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 so busy you really forget about the things that really matter to us and that is your family that's your friends that's those relationships you have that is um just your health and I think that is Mm -hmm. something huge so and a lot of people like even for myself and I was making this excuse all the time is people would be like how's uh how are you like how's your workout routine and I was like hey honestly I'm so busy between my work. I'm so busy between like the business. I'm so busy between my family, my relationship, all this stuff that I have no time for it. And it's not that I have no time for it. I just never made it a priority. And right now is a great time because the world is a standstill. Um, It's the best time right now to really understand what you want to make as a priority and just come out swinging once this is done.
1: It's true, man. I agree. I agree. And I just think One day when we're all on our deathbed, we're not gonna, our regrets are not gonna be around, oh, I wish I did one more meeting. Oh, I wish I made one more sale. You're gonna probably say, I wish I could see my brother one more time. I wish I could see my mother one more time. I wish, you know, I spent more time with my dog. I wish I spent more time with my girlfriend because that's the stuff you don't get back. So don't sacrifice all that today, man. Enjoy the fact that you're locked in. The world is telling you, slow down. Listen.
0: Amazing. Um, This is that moment at the podcast where we're, just about to come to an end. But before that happens, the stage essentially is yours. The light is on you. You have the mic in your hand. So you could say whatever you want to talk about. You could talk about your business. You could talk about something random that's in your head. You can do some reassurance for our listeners. Essentially the stage is yours. And in staying with
1: tradition with what I was saying, you know, I'm not I have nothing to pitch. Uh I have services, I have business. If you if you're interested in anything I can do to help you reach out, check out my website. Uh, MgfSolution.com, But honestly, at the end of the day, uh, I, 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 I'm blown away, man. You're an incredible interviewer.
0: Okay. And
1: I've done a, I've done a lot. I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've been on a lot of uh, interviews. And you have a great way of connecting and relating. And I think that is going to be one of your top skills in in whatever direction you choose to take that. I hope this thing absolutely blows up But if i had to uh to to give anything back man to 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 the world or community or people that are listening and i hope a million people are listening to this stuff because the people that you have on these interviews and i'm not talking about myself but you have some incredible human beings that you've had the ability to connect with those are the people that that your listeners should be listening to and i just think that this interview was incredible i think you touched on a lot of the important things that people are dealing with i hope I, I delivered as much as I as value as I could on my end, that this was something that was, you know, a good decision for you for choosing me. So thank you. I'm, I'm absolutely humbled by it. But if I had to say anything, just that we're all in this together, you know, Business is is very cutthroat. It can be very competitive. You know, I think we should really start steering away from that. Working together through all of this is what's going to really help you get through realizing you're not alone and not everyone's out to get you is, is a powerful lesson and having enough confidence in your business and your service to stand up and support and give back and not always make it about money. Things will always work out. If, as long as you stay consistent, the world is going to return that favor. And I just, I, I, anyone who's listening, if they need support, if they need help, if there's anything I can do, if you just want to chat, if you want to learn about anything, I'm here, man. I don't, I'm not here to charge anything. I'm here to work with you. I'm here to support you. My clients are not on this podcast. So if I can do anything to help support or give back to anything that you're doing, my friend, anything that I can support your listeners with, anything that I can do, uh, they have me at full disposal. Shoot me a message. uh, I got your back. I got their backs. I think we got to all stick together and and really uh, ride out this wave that's happening.
0: Absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this. I think um, a lot of people will benefit from the conversations we had. And if not even one person changing one person's life again, all that matters um thank you to everyone that tuned in for this episode i highly recommend you connect with mario talk to him about everything we talked about today talking about wealth strategies the unselling approach to um, to generate sales because i think that's one of the most amazing things and especially talk to him about just advantages of being an entrepreneur advantages of getting through these times um like i said there's so many things we talked about today that you could go to. I encourage you to engage within the comments, our DMs, share this with your friends, because I think a lot of people can get some really great gems from the conversation we had. Um, Mario doesn't make any money off this. I don't make any money off this. This This isn't us to sell you anything. This is us to just provide value, help you guys get through these hard times. The way you guys can pay it forward is by engaging with it, by joining the conversation, by sharing this with someone that will really benefit from this that will help them get through these times. Uh, We both do different things and hopefully you had an idea of who we are as people and if someone can relate to this or just benefit from this that's all we ask in terms of payment. Until then stay safe, take care of yourself and the ones around you and we'll talk to you soon.